Beast OCR proudly presents BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by GH Under's Performance Base Layers and supported by the OCR community. Here we discuss all things OCR related. Welcome to BeastNet. Hey everybody, it's Mike here with BeastNet and I've got Kelly Cole with me. So how are you doing, Hi, Kelly? <laughs> I am doing well, <laughs> just recovering from yesterday. I, I saw that, so which is awesome. Um, which is one of the things I do want to talk to you about here in a minute, but um, we were just talking before we started that me and Kelly, we've met like one time, maybe a couple other times at some of the other expos, but the one time I, we remember is the, the rock and roll expo where she took my backpack. Yeah. I earned it. <laughs> she did. She did. It, it was a Spartan backpack. I was a volunteer. I wasn't supposed to be able to keep one, but I'd stolen one. And then uh, she earned it, so I gave her mine, the last one that we had, so. Yeah, so she yeah, remember you said as long as it's going to a beast, then it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Which I shouldn't say, but I as I explained, I, I had surgery the day before, so I was high, so I didn't know what I was saying. So <laughs> <laughs> So, um, tell us a little about yourself. Uh for the listeners that don't know you or haven't met you yet. Uh I'm just as obsessed with racing as everybody else. I started doing fun runs about five or six years ago, just basic five Ks. And then I did my first beast. This will be my third year of doing it. So I did my first beast at Seattle. My friend registered me about a week before the race and I wore regular running shoes. I wanted to die. I thought I would never do it again. And then I think a week later I signed up for April. So I don't know. I just yeah. have this crazy obsession with like fitness and and I mean, I'm not like the fastest, I'm not the strongest. I love to eat and drink. So I just see the balance and meeting awesome people and helping each other. And it's just, it's, it's just such a cool atmosphere. And that's awesome. And that's kind of, it's so much fun to hear everyone's like beginning stories because you don't know how many times you mm -hmm. get that story of, well, somebody convinced me to go do this and I had no idea what it was. I hated it. It sucked. And then I signed up for my next one the next day. You know, it's, that's like me. That's Everyone's me with heard it. Like, yeah. Yeah. That that was me with Montana. I mean, I started my first Spartan race was the Montana Beast in '15 when it was the Founders Race. So it was. I'm very nervous about that one. It was. I think that year it was almost 20 miles. It was brutal. It sucked. My first words after I finished is, "This is stupid, and I'm never doing it again." <laughs> and this will I think be I say that year after number every race, though. Yeah, I, I do. I think, but this will be year number five. That I do Montana. So, oh, I mean, it's that's awesome. It, it's a I've great heard great things and the, yeah, the scenery and oh, I'm just excited. This is my this is my year of travel races. Normally, I travel to Vegas for the uh, Rock and Roll Half Marathon, and I said I would do that yep. once and never do it again. And now it's tradition. It's like you you feel like yep. you're missing out on something if you don't continue to go. So it does become a habit, and it becomes. A crazy fun obsession that nobody, unless you're in the industry or in this thing, knows what the heck you're doing it for. <laughs> and that is so true. I mean, I started off my years ago, like 10 years ago, I started off, I was overweight like I am now and decided I wanted to lose some weight and started running. And I told myself one year, I was like, I'm going to do at least a 5K every month. And by the end of that year, I think I did 15 races, different road races, 5Ks. I did a couple half marathons, throw it in there. And I felt great. And then I hurt my knee the next year. And then oh, kind of no. took a break for a while. And then, you know, now it's been this, I think, our third year as a family that we've decided we're doing a five, at least a 5K every month as a family. So 
and it doesn't count unless all of us are there. So, you know, if I go to a 5K, it doesn't count. It has to be all three of us, you know, me, my wife, and my son. Then it counts as our one for the month. So we That's end up doing. Awesome. I love that. Yeah, so we, we do one a month, at least a 5K. If we all do a mud run, it counts, but um, my wife only does the, the smaller ones, like uh, Warrior and Survivor and some of those. She doesn't feel that she's ready for the bigger, you know, Spartan, the, the tougher ones. So my son did his first trifecta last year, but it's it's fun. It's one of those things. It's so. definitely fun. It's a crazy fun. Well, I know I just love all the people. Like, you, you feel like you're with this team. I mean, yesterday I met up with somebody at the rental car place and ended up ditching my rental car and we rode in together and I raced with him the entire way. But we were just, you know, it's that camaraderie. Like I was helping people and obstacles, they were helping me and it's like you're never alone. And so you just want to be around that more and see all the other people or at any race, you're just kind of cheering everybody on. And I mean, you're there while everybody else is basically on the couch or doing something else. So it's an accomplishment. Exactly. It feels good. <laughs> It does. And I mean, that's the thing is, you know, uh, for me doing the races, I always start my year in Vegas. I go to Vegas races in March, which really aren't in Vegas. They're in Arizona, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Vegas, but Vegas, yeah, which is funny because I stay in Utah because Utah is closer. It's like the closest <laughs> town is St. George, Utah. But <laughs> um, I start there in the first couple of years. I was alone. It was just me. But I never felt alone. I always found somebody on the course to race with. You know, last year I ended up, I don't know, two years ago I ended up with a Warrior State of Mind running with them the whole race. You know, the year before that I met some lady named Judy and me and her ran the whole race. You know, so mm -hmm. it was just, you end up meeting people. And that's what I love is, I mean, the whole, just not just Beats, but Spartan and most OCRs, you, you, you make friends along the way. So it's Absolutely. just a great community. It's awesome. Yeah. So. So I know, so what else about you? I mean, you you do the races and stuff like that. I mean, is there anything yeah, else that you know about Yeah, I don't ever recommend doing like, a, doing like a day race. It, I mean, I'm sure everybody understood how crazy and anxious I was yesterday, but my flight was delayed. I barely made it for the race, and it all worked out in the end. But what do I do? Um, I work at a restaurant in Everett. I do PR, marketing, and banquet. So that's another reason I need to keep running because I eat and drink a lot. Um, but I somehow scored a Monday through Friday job. So most weekends are dedicated to workouts or running events and just kind of hanging out and catching up on life. But weekdays nice. I go to Anytime Fitness and I've recruited a few people from there to join our team um, and get out and race. They've done like Tough Mudders and have done Spartans, but in different areas. So to kind of just promote the group and then um, it sounds crazy, but I paint shoes and things. So I painted that pumpkin that I posted right before Halloween, and I paint like Seahawk stuff on shoes because I'm a big Seahawks fan. And oh, I was yeah, paddleboarding. I want to try to do like winter paddleboarding, but I just hope I don't fall in. But all summer long, you'll pretty much find me out on a paddleboard. And I have three of them. So if anybody ever wants to go, um, I put the music on and just kind of take off. So yeah, I love being in the area in Seattle and rain running because otherwise you're not going to get outside yeah and, and i've actually been one of those ones i prefer maybe not a downpour but like a misting rain while i run because it cools me down and keeps me nice and level you know yeah it makes you feel a little more hydrated <laughs> yeah it does i've done the races and i like the nice warm like 
one of the the rock and rolls I did in Seattle, I think it was in like June, was like 85 degrees. I freaking hated it. But then I did, you know, I did the Seattle Marathon a couple of years ago, and it was pouring down rain, which was too much. But when it was just mm-hmm. misting, I was fine. But once it like started like torrential downpour, I'm like, this is stupid. But <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Then it starts not getting fun. But then it maybe motivates yeah. you to get to the finish line faster. <laughs> yeah, it does. But yeah, I think at that point, that was one of those ones when I did that marathon. There was, I'll be honest, I had no business being on that course. I was not ready for it. I was not prepared. I was not trained. But I was like, I signed up and I'm doing it anyway. So, yeah, it was nine and nine hours and eight minutes. I think of hell, but I finished it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That was the Seattle? Yeah. Cool. yeah, it was the Seattle I remember this year it was like perfect weather. Oh, it was great this yeah. year. And then I remember all the marathoners got downpoured on. And I was like, well, that's why I'm going to do a half. <laughs> yeah. I got that was, yeah, two years not miserable weather. Yeah, two years oh. ago was miserable. This last year I didn't do it. Um, but my, my best friend has convinced me that apparently this year we're doing two marathons. So I need to get my step up my, my training to get ready for that. So we're doing one in June, and then we're doing the Seattle Marathon because it's the 50th. So we're going to do the Seattle oh Marathon my gosh, again. That's, that's awesome. So. Yeah, I keep telling myself, I said I would never do a half marathon, and then I did it. One and done. That's what I said, and now I've done too many. But I don't think I'll ever do a full marathon. You, you should. It's so one of those I things commend that you. I told myself for years I would never do any of them because I hate running, but which is obvious in everything I do, right? But... <laughs> <laughs> I, I hated running as a kid. I've said it before on the episodes and all that. I, I played baseball because I only had to run 90 feet at a time. So I was good at those quick sprints, but anything distance-wise, I wasn't. And then I started, I got overweight and decided to lose weight, and the best way I found was running. And then it's like, well, okay. And then, like I said, I started doing the half K, 5K every month, and then I wanted to challenge myself mm-hmm. more. So then it was 10Ks, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, I might as well do a half marathon just to say I did it. So I did one, and then all of a sudden there was five, and then I told myself before I blew my knee, I'm like, I'm going to do one marathon in my life just so I can say I did it, and I want to do it before my 40th birthday, and then I blew my knee, and everything went downhill. So, um, then I actually blew my knee on a half marathon. I was running downhill um, in Beacon Hill on the rock and roll half marathon, I think it was 2012. And going downhill, and my knee just was like, nope, I don't like this. And it was it was my own fault. I did the half marathon in Portland two weeks earlier, and it hurt my knee. And then, but I'm like, I want that really cool medal that shows I did both of these in the same year. So I went anyway when I knew I shouldn't have. So it was my own fault. And the fact that I hurt myself on mile six, and I finished the race. So that oh, did a lot God, more damage. Yeah. If the, the doctor even said, they're like, if you would have stopped, you would have been fine. She's like, you would have had, like, a month of a really sore knee, you know, and have to ice it and take a break. But running for another, you know, seven miles on a knee that was already damaged, she's like, yeah, you're done for, like, six months at least. Oh, no. I feel like our mentality is, like, you have to finish. You can't stop. You have to. You just have to keep going. Yeah, Yeah, and that was it. Usually it ends up okay. Yeah, and I told myself, I'm like, I will do a full marathon before I'm 40. And in 2017, my wife pointed out in, like, June, she's like, you realize your 40th birthday is in December. So if you're going to do that full marathon before you're 40, you've got six months. 
Nice and I'm like, to oh. keep you held accountable for that one. Yeah, so I had, I looked it up, and the Seattle Marathon was literally six days before my 40th birthday. Wow. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go do it. And it, like I said, it was nine hours. I, there was no – I had so many people tell me, you should not do this, you're not ready for it. And I'm like, you're probably right, but I'm doing it anyway. And I just pushed myself, and it was one of those just like that. Once I started, I, I couldn't stop. By the time I finished um, – my left ankle had cramped so bad that I couldn't move it. Like, if you see video of me running across the finish line, because I, once I saw the finish line, I'm like, I'm going to at least jog to it. I, you could tell, like, my left leg wasn't, like, at all working. <laughs> like, my ankle was just cramped. It wouldn't bend. So it was just like I was oh running, like, so weird. But I was like, I'm, I'm finishing this. I even had one of the, the, I can't remember what they call them, but they're like, older people that drive around and basically make sure that you're okay. And she kept looking at me going, do you, do you just want me to drive you to the finish line? <laughs> like, no, I need to do this. I told myself I'm I would so do this. I need to do this. Yeah. But wow, that's the mentality of a, of a racer. You just, you got to do it. We're all yep, crazy. And then right? at the finish line, you feel that euphoria and you feel good for a second. Yep. For a second. Then the next day your body's going, I hate you. But, you know. Uh-huh. So, yeah, we try to afford to stay in bed all day. <laughs> yeah, but you always want to. Have you ever done cryotherapy? Done what? Cryotherapy? No, what's that? It's like this stand-up chamber that you go in and they hit you with, like, this freezing cold nitrous oxide or something. And it's for, like, two or three minutes. And it's supposed to help circulate and heal and... I've done it a few times after the beast, but the place I used to go to clothes, but I, like, would always swear by them. Like, you have pain? Go there, because you'll walk out feeling great. I'll have to try that, because, yeah, my knee, like, right now, I, uh, I went bowling this morning, and my knee is just killing me, but it's every week when I go bowling. It's my left knee that's jacked up, and that's the one, of course, when I bowl that I land on, so. It's, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, up, everybody you know, always has their, like, me. recovery Everyone has their own little recovery technique or something, and I feel like I've tried it all. I know I've talked to Landy, who's in the group, and she's like, I've tried that, I've tried massage, I've tried this, and, well, I guess it doesn't work for everybody, but if you find it and it works, just do it. I have to look at that. I used to when I was running, like, every oh, like every day and doing, you know, 45 minutes, you know, every day of full-on, like, sprinting and running, uh, and massages three times a month. And that was amazing. So, and but, that. or the people that do the ice bath, but I couldn't sit in something that I, cold for 20 minutes. No, I couldn't. I, I'm pretty sure I would hit that, and then I'd want to die. So, no. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> Just go into shock. Nope, never tried that one. I feel like I took an ice bath yesterday. At the water was murky and cold. It was disgusting. Yeah, they they do get some cold water at some of those races. I know Montana, oh, yeah. it hasn't been as bad the last couple of years, but the first year that I did it, they actually, there was a, a uh, mountain stream that they used for the dunk wall. So, I mean, it wasn't just like, you know, most places they, they got a pit. This was actually like a full-on mountain stream that they used, and it was, it, it was cold. It was really cold. But what's funny is it's the one done dunk wall. In May? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, they have. But I was gonna say, it's the oh. one dunk wall I've never had a problem with. I, I <laughs> dunk wall is my worst worst obstacle. I can't. If the water's muddy and nasty, 
I can't put my head underneath it. It drives me nuts. It's like I, I've seen too many horror movies. I, I know what happens next. There's something under that water I can't see. So, <laughs> yeah. But if it's clear water, yeah, I guess you're like a bad neighbor with all the cows around. Oh, it just it's yeah. strong. <laughs> yeah, and that's one thing like Montana when they do it in the stream is the water was running. It was constantly refreshing itself, so it was clear and you could see through it. You know, oh, that's awesome. so it was. I could see through it, and I'm like, oh, I'm fine. And I just, it was cold. Like, I'm pretty sure that, you know, you know, certain <laughs> parts of my anatomy were in my throat because it was so cold. But, yeah. Got to push through. It was brutal. Yeah, but I could see. So, <laughs> so you did, what, San Jose this weekend, right? Chino. That's SoCal. Chino. SoCal Spartan. SoCal. Super. I did That's the super so yesterday. I would have stayed and tried to do sprint today, but flights were so expensive coming home that I just went for that all day travel and race thing. And see, I've done the the one I've done is the very first ride in Vegas. I flew down Friday night, did the race, and then literally because I didn't do research to see where it was at. Literally, mm -hmm. like as soon as we finished, I had to we had to jump in the car and drive straight back so that I could take a quick shower and then jump on a plane and fly back. And that was. That was probably the worst because to do the race and then suddenly sit in an airplane for hours, my legs were cramping so bad by the time we landed. So, did yeah, you have any I felt really bad for everybody on the plane. I didn't cramp, luckily, um, but and no, there was nobody in the middle seat, thankfully, and there were a few other Spartans on the um, on the airplane, but. Oh, just I I didn't have time to go and shower after, so I hosed off at the venue and changed and kind of used some baby wipes to freshen up. But I was just like, sorry, everybody. And I ran into Casey at the airport to talk to him for a bit, so he was heading back the same day. But lucky he got to start at like 7:30 or 8 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> where I got there at 1:45. Yeah. yeah, I love Casey. Casey's a great guy. Yeah. He was awesome. It was. I just went up to him and I was like, I should probably introduce myself. Of course, everybody knows you, but. You have no idea who I am, so yeah, it was great chatting with him and hearing about his teamwork and all the stuff that they did. Yeah, he's a great guy. We've had him on the the podcast once after one of the races because I've I've met him a couple times and stopped to talk to him on the races. Every time I see him, we stop and talk. But uh, he is a he's a great guy and so inspirational. Oh yeah, and we were chatting about what to expect for Seattle. So I was telling him how I never seem to make the Olympus or like half the walls are just slick and slippery, but I, I made it this time yeah. and I'm like, I think it's due to the fact that the whole wall is just super high. <laughs> it's a huge difference when you don't have the wet and the rain and just that terrible, terrible wetness. It is. Cause that's one thing like Vegas, cause Vegas every year it's, it's dry as can be. And I mean, usually there's like the first couple of years they had a water obstacle where you walked through a river within the first mile. And then after that, you didn't see water again until like mile seven of the super. <laughs> so, I mean, it was pretty much like all the, the slip wall was not slick because there was no water. But <laughs> Right. Yeah, this you know, was probably was, the cleanest race I did. But the slip wall was yeah. pretty slippery because it was right after that dunk wall, and it was just it was just nasty. So that one was a little harder for people to get up. But um I think everybody struggled and the most bottlenecking was on that new beater obstacle because it's one long oh, bar, yeah. but I saw a video of it was terrible. 
Um, it was good. You just have to get so much momentum because the first straight bar is so high and it's so far away. So I saw some people literally flying from one of the spinny ones to the next, which, I mean, once you get up there, it does not seem possible. And then I saw one video of two guys that went together and did it, which I was like, I guess that's one way to get two people to go at one time, but um, it was doable. And then the monkey bars were just straight across, but they were a little wider. So it was just kind of like a mm -hmm. test in the middle, I guess. Um, it was fun. I can't wait to see some of those new ones. I always love when they have new obstacles. Because you always, it depends on the people like um, when Bender first came out. There were so many people that hated Bender. And I love Bender. The only times I've had problems with Bender is Seattle last year um, in April. It was so wet. And I had my 16-year-old with me. And I'm like, he's afraid of heights. And I'm like, there's no way I'm getting you up and over that with how wet it is. So we're going to do burpees and move on. <laughs> so. It was scary in April. Like, I don't have a fear of heights. And I can usually get up that one pretty good. But I was, I was sketching a little just because some people were hitting that first thing and literally going straight down on their back I'm like please don't fall please don't yeah. fall please don't fall yeah and I look at that and like I said my 16 year old is afraid of heights and I'm just like yeah we're, we're gonna we're gonna do burpees and move on because this just I, yeah. I I'm not killing you on your first like he'd done sprints but your first super I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kill you your mom will not be happy so <laughs> when you see everybody that literally freeze at the top and don't know what to do and you're just kind of trying to figure out the best way to coerce them over that top bar and then everything is yeah. fine and they get down to the bottom and you can see that like a light opened and it started shining and they're they're so accomplished and they're like, I'm no longer afraid of heights until they get to like the A-frame or something. Yeah. <laughs> but that was yeah. crazy. I think two of the new, or their, um, their barbed wire crawl yesterday was probably one of my favorites because you can bear crawl under them. It was a little higher. And the dirt underneath was super soft and squishy, so it was like walking on a pillow almost. And then that black tube that they added that you had to go through was big enough that you could bear crawl through instead of crawl underneath. So that was that was a big relief. But that one was it, it was long, but it was doable, and some people were challenging each other. And it was just the lineups on some of the obstacles that were just kind of a pain yesterday. But I think it might have been because we went a little later too. But we did it and still had a good time and met some new people. <laughs> That's awesome. What do you mean black tube? I, I didn't see the black tube. Oh, it just looks like I, I the only way I can describe it is like when you're watching one of those dog shoes and they shows and they have to shoot through those it looks like a laundry hamper that's extended. It yeah. was just and they've had yeah. them at like um I think they've had them at Warrior Dashes or those Survivor Med runs where they're tubes that are really hard that you have to go through or this one was literally like I don't, I don't know what it was made out of, but it seemed like it was made out of just loose plastic. And you just had to go through it, but you could, it was big enough that you could go on your hands and knees rather than just your knees and get through. So it was kind of a, I don't know, it was easy. I liked it. <laughs> but I saw a few of the pictures on. I think they posted them on West Coast. I'll have to look. Because, yeah, I, I, I do okay with the tubes. The only thing I have problems with those tubes is when too many people get in them. If there's more than just like me in the tube, then I start having issues and yeah, I don't like crowds. I'm okay with small places. I just don't like crowds. Well, it this was long right enough now. that it was pitch black, so you actually couldn't really see in front of you, but people were doing it one oh. at a time. So when I went through, yeah. I caught up to the guy in front of me because he was crawling on his hands and knees, um, but 
I, it was, yeah, one person was oddly going through it at a time, but I don't, I wonder if we'll get that in Seattle. If so, it'll be, you know, full of water and mud, but <laughs> it was still a nice little addition. But they had most of the obstacles. There were some throughout the course, and then like a bulk majority of them were in the last two miles, or maybe even last mile. It was insane. So there's a lot of cardio involved in the first half to three quarters of the race. <laughs> Which is good. I mean, I've, there's a few races I've been on like that where it was like all of a sudden you, you have like open, open, open area, and then all of a sudden it's like, bam, like obstacle after obstacle after obstacle, and you're like, whoa. Um, Montana's like that a lot of times because the, the up and down of the hills is considered really an obstacle because it is. It's, it's, it's brutal. Um, I think one year there was almost five or 6,000 feet of elevation gain. It, it was brutal. But um, so if you don't if you don't do a lot of hill training and you're going to do Montana, do some hill training. Um, but yeah, it, it was, there was a lot of uphill, downhill, uphill, you're going through the trails and then all of a sudden they have uh, an open area that you actually hit most years, three different times that you hit this open area and you hit like three mm -hmm. obstacles and then you go back up in the hills and go all over the place. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you'll come back down and hit this open area again and hit three more obstacles and then go back up in the hills and then you come back around again and hit it one more time. And it's just really weird the way they have it. Like, so in this area, there's like 12 obstacles in this one open area, but you hit them at different times of the day because it's just depending on where you are in the course. You're like, Oh, Hey, we're going to do this. Oh, no, we're not. I guess we're not doing that until later. <laughs> yeah. That's but what I like about thinking. I'm like, Oh, coming we're up. coming up to this. And then you're nowhere near it. And then six miles later, you yeah. find it. Yeah, I like those obstacles. And yeah, and that's the other part that's fun of Montana too. Is Montana you can see so far away, and there's like when you start, you can see like way off in the distance, like way up on top of this hill. Almost every year they have the A-frame at the very peak of like the highest point that we go to in the course, and you can look way off in the distance and you see the flags on top of it, and you're like, wow, that's a long ways away. And you really don't realize how far it really is away because you, you know, zigzag around the mountain forever until you finally get to it. But then once you get to it, it's usually the best view you've ever seen because you're sitting at the top of that A-frame looking out over the Flathead Lake and everything, and it's gorgeous. But if you're afraid of heights, you're not going to like that. <laughs> no, luckily I'm not. I think that's the one that I'm – there's a few races. I never take my phone on races, and I'm like, there's a few coming up that – especially this year that I – I might just need to take my phone, take some pictures and I capture them. Montana's one that usually one of us will at least have our phone so that we can get mm -hmm. pictures because there's such gorgeous views and all that kind of stuff. I think most of the backgrounds on my computer are from the Montana race because the pictures that we got and how gorgeous it is. Um, the other one is if you ever do Hawaii. Hawaii is another yes, one. I'm registered guys. for that one. Even I mean, I would have oh. gotten those pictures this year like most of us, but <laughs> yep. no. But no, stupid lamb. I have yeah, the t-shirt. We're going to tag again, though. I have the, did you get the Spartan Hawaii t-shirt from the race venue? And the, uh, the Ohana Spartan, they made the, the shirts. They got the shirts and then had canceled. Yes, I saw that. Game, I did a race with, with Landy and James. Uh, we did that Winter Pineapple Classic, and we all had the shirts on, and then I saw that he got the one that said canceled. And I was like, what the heck? I didn't know about that. I thought that yeah. was super cool. 
Wow. But hopefully they won't have to do it again this year, and we'll be able to actually get the venue shirt and do the race. And I hope so. Yeah, yeah I hope so. This was, this, was, this was my third attempt at trying to get all three races in the weekend, and I didn't even get a race at all. So it was like, I was like, dang it, I was probably the most ready I've been to get all three. And, yeah, so this year I get I get a little extra training to make sure I'm ready to get all three in a weekend. So. Well, I feel like, yeah, especially this year, there's a way to do all three. Because last year for the Seattle, the April race, I did the Super, and then the next day I did the Seahawks 12K and then booked it up to do the Sprint. But I'm going to yeah. do the trail race this year because I want that medal. So I am going to do the Super, the trail race, and the Sprint, which I hope other people are doing. <laughs> I've thought about it, but I uh, I don't know if I'm I'm not ready for that yet. I need to do some more training, so I got to make sure I'm ready for Hawaii. It's like I said, this was this will be my fourth year going to Hawaii. So, and it's probably this last year was supposed to be the last year, but it's like, well, I didn't get a race, so we got to try this again. Um, <laughs> so got to give it another chance. Not only that, it's yep. like you, how do you train for the humidity and the heat and everything? When we got there and we would, like, we ended up going to Maui, but just running in the morning, I'm just like, after a mile, I wanted to die. And that's the hard part is, I mean, and that's what I've been trying to figure out is I've had some people say, like, hot yoga, um, but I haven't been able to find one down here in Puyallup. Um, but, like, hot yoga should be, would help. Um, one of the things that I found that we, works better for me is to make sure that I'm there a couple of days beforehand so that I can try and get oh, yeah. used to and acclimate my, my body. Because the first year, I literally landed on Friday. Um, and it's also the same year that my foot was broke and I was in a boot and, you know, whatever. I went for it anyway. But uh, <laughs> we landed on Friday and then raced Saturday morning. So I was not only, like, in a boot because my foot was broke, but my I the humidity was killing me. You know, and going for the oh, beach yeah, and the only race I've ever DNF'd because I missed the cutoff by 30 seconds, which I was very not not very happy about, but it happened. And then I went back the next day into the super, and that's so why I got the one race when I won it all three. And then um, the next year, I did the, the beast, finished that, got up the next morning, did the super. My feet were destroyed because you start each race in a in a river, walking down the river. So you're already, I mean, you start off with your feet soaked. And then because of the humidity and everything else, your feet never never dry out through the whole race. So I, by the end of the super, my feet were destroyed. And I was like, could I do the sprint? Probably. I could push myself and I could go start the sprint because I had time to hit the last, you know, the last race, or the last group. But I'm like, I'm supposed to run around Shugel next weekend with my son. Do I want to take the chance of pushing myself so hard to finish the sprint that I can't walk next weekend to do the sprint? So I'm like, I'm just, I'm just going to do the beast and the super. The sprint was something I didn't need for my trifectas. I was still going to get triple. So I'm like, you know, I'm just going to end it, you know, on the super. And then this last year, I'm like, I don't care what happens. Because while Shugel was the weekend before, I'm like, I'm finishing all three. And then we get there, me and Serena and Amber were all excited. We're like, yeah. And then, and we knew, you know, we'd heard before we left on Monday, because we left Monday, we were going to get there early. So, because if you're there early, it gives you time to acclimate. 
and we're like, okay, we'll be good. And then all of a sudden, more and more stuff on the hurricane, and they're like, yeah, they're shutting down the race. And I'm like, no. So, <laughs> so it's next year. This is this is my time to finish it. I'm gonna get all three. It's your redemption year. This is my redemption year. I'm getting all three. I'm doing it. And it's and the one thing is too, I'll tell you, if you haven't done the Hawaii races yet, it's brutal. It's one of those. And I was really, I was worried this last year when the the hurricane they were talking about it, because in 2016 it rained, and those hills become mudslides, <laughs> and you're going up and you're going up and down those hills. And I mean, it was you couldn't walk up the hills. You were grabbing branches and stuff like that and pulling yourself up the hills for like four miles. You're pulling yourself you up the hill, and then when you went, yeah, and then when you're going down the hills, you were, you know, the only way down that was really safe, and it really wasn't that safe, was to pretty much sit on your butt and slide. And you were sliding down the hills, and that's really how, like, I had a pair of shorts, my running shorts, I'd had for like five, um, probably longer than that, like seven years. That's pretty much what killed them. Was sliding down the hills, and one of the roots caught my shorts and ripped them. But it was, yeah. yeah. It, it was brutal, and I was thinking, well, this is going to be another hell year of that, but, you know, whatever, let's do this, and then all of a sudden they canceled it. So it's, those hills add an extra extra issue to them. But the big thing is you'll be doing that race, and you'll come up a hill, and you're like, I'm pretty sure I'm about to die. This sucks. I hate this. And then you'll walk around a corner, and you get one of those views, and you're like, I've died and gone to heaven. This is gorgeous, you know. But then you're like, I really didn't think heaven was going to be this painful. But, you know, it's kind <laughs> <laughs> of earn your way in there. Yeah, I, uh, I was talking yeah. to G about it, and he was like, take your camera. Stop and take pictures. It's so beautiful. Yep. It's so amazing. But he didn't say anything about, like, hills and crazy, and you might die. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, he did. Yeah. G was awesome. I've got pictures that me and G – he was taking so many pictures. It was it was awesome when he was with us. We got pictures of us because it's where they film. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm excited Skull for. Island. I feel like it'll be a good enough distraction. Yeah, they filmed King Kong Skull Island, so there's there's like Skull King Kong Skull out there that we got pictures with. The year before, it wasn't there like in 17, but in 16 there was the Jurassic Park sign that we got pictures with and so I mean they, they film movies there so you'll run across like all of a sudden you'll be like hey that's from you know yeah so that's another reason to have a camera in Hawaii so you can get pictures of all that yeah and that's but, the plan for that one yay so we kind of got off topic I don't remember what we were talking about before we went out on that tangent I don't do a script. It's just we go for it, and I, I'm wonderful for getting off topic. But half the time, I feel like those are some of the best conversations. Um, mm -hmm. Let's take a quick break so I can add a commercial in here, and then we'll talk some more. Okay, perfect. Gray's Harbor Unders makes the performance-based layer clothing you want and need. Whether you work, hunt, hike, fish, run, or ride in the great outdoors. If you work up a sweat, Gray's Harbor Unders are for you. Because their unique dual-layer fabric removes moisture from your body and keeps your skin dry, even when the outer layer is completely wet. It's a base layer like no other. Get you some at ghunders.com. That's ghunders.com. For the best performance-based layer you'll ever wear. All right, so we're back from break. So we've gone off on crazy tangents and all that kind of stuff already. So we're having fun with this. Um, what, what do you have planned for this year? I know you said a little bit about Hawaii and, and stuff like that. What other, 
What other great plans do you have? Um, let me think. So I keep a little spreadsheet, just a simple numbers spreadsheet of all the races I'm doing so I can keep all my tracking of times down. Um, so if I do mm -hmm. the same race every year in a row, I can see whether or not I've improved. I don't know why, but um, so I think I'm signed up for 38 races this year, and they range everywhere from the 5K to obstacle course to half marathons, all that jazz. And I'm going for a time sport trifecta, so trying to plan that out has been a nightmare with all the other races I'm signed up for, but I'm going to do, I think San Jose is one of them, and then a stadium sprint in LA, and I'm going to do the Central Florida Super. I have family down there. I'm going to try to get my uncle um, to do it. He does races down there and says that, like, halfway through, they give people shots, and then they usually have, like, these huge parties after. I'm like, okay, where are these races in Seattle? <laughs> yeah. You say a shot? So I'm going to just, yeah, shots. Like, they get a mile in, and they have to take, like, a shot of vodka. <laughs> Oh, I'm all And they run on the beach race? and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know if anybody listening has ever done the Central Florida race. I don't really know what to expect, but I'm kind of excited to travel and do that one. And then, yeah, I'm, I, I don't know, doing Seattle to get a trifecta, Hawaii to get a trifecta, just did the super, and then I'll have the stadium sprint, and I think I'm doing a super in San Jose. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, lots, lots of those, but... I don't know. I have this problem with signing up for races and volunteering and helping out and getting involved with a lot of stuff. It keeps my time very busy, but again, you're around the people that like you enjoy hanging out with and you meet new people through it and you see them at the races all the time. So it's, I mean, it's, good. it's a good obsession, a good habit, a good addiction. Yes. Yeah. That's a lot of races. Yeah, like I said, I have a problem. And then I have that issue with never being able to do the Olympics until yesterday. So I have recruited some people or begged and pleaded to do um, to build an obstacle in the parents' backyard because they have a pretty large backyard. Um, it got postponed, um, but I want to try to build an Olympus and a rope climb and a spear throw and, I don't know, like the Tyrolean Trivers or just some stuff back there and set up some workouts. So, once that's finally completed, my dad keeps asking me, like, so what are you going to do with this wood in the backyard, thinking I'm not going to finish it. But I'm not a builder, so <laughs> if anybody wants to help, I thought it'd be fun to put a little obstacle course together and do some trainings. And I feel like that's the easiest way to, like, get ready for the races is to actually do the obstacles. Yes. Where where do you – where is that – your parents' house at? It's in Mukilteo. So it's um, um, about – what, 25 minutes north of Seattle? Hmm. So we should, any beef listening that have ideas, they, they should get a hold of Kelly and figure out how to do that. Because I have, I have basically that in my yard. I have uh, rope climb. I, I have a bunch of obstacles in my yard that we use for the, the South Sound workouts of the day. So, but yeah, they should definitely, yeah. we should get some people together and get, get it in your, your parents' yard. So we have one up in Mokotillo too. So that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. And I know they do the, the North End and the Marysville Lodge and stuff like that. And unfortunately, I can never attend them. But one of these days, I will. Um, but yeah, it could just be like a workout party. And it's, I mean, I live about 20 minutes away from the venue up in Monroe or the Snohomish race. So to just have yeah. something local or to let people kind of test out. And I'm like, if I would have had this, I probably would have been a little more comfortable trying things. 
but half the time people don't see or test the obstacle until they literally get up to it at the race. So yep. for me, it's very helpful. It just has to actually be put together. And I've gotten a lot of help from some beasts so far, which has been amazing, but putting it together and executing it is it's not my expertise. <laughs> yeah, I get that. And that's one of the problems that I, I've kind of had with, with the obstacles that I have in my house. We have a bunch and Adam is, come over and help a couple times and a few other beasts come over and help but we haven't completely finished them just because it's i'm not i mean I, i'm one to say really quickly building is not one of my four days i'm just <laughs> it's not something i do i mean i can bake a cake i can do stuff like that i'm a great cook but when it comes to building i just it's not one of those things that i i do i mean i do work in construction but i'm a safety guy because well i can't do the rest of it <laughs> Yeah, that's well, what I said when we were setting it all up. My mom was taking pictures, and I'm just kind of watching everybody, and I'm like, I'm a very good supervisor, making sure nobody gets hurt. And off, off topic, they kind of take into the game and put it together. And then I painted them, and I want to put, like, the Spartan logo on them. And my parents were like, why would you do this? I'm like, so people can come over and have an outlet to work out and test some obstacles and have a party, have a good time. Yeah. Have some fun. But she's never done the races or anything, and nor has, like, anybody in my family ever come to, like, see what it's all about. So they don't get it until they actually do it. I've had some friends that I've raced with, and they're just like, you're crazy. Why do you do this? And I'm like, this is why. Look at this cool medal and all these cool people and all these awesome and that's, and that's just it. Is I mean, until you've done it and, like, met all of these people and, and found out kind of what it's about, I mean, people think you're nuts. And I, I've had a few people, my best friend Don, thought I was insane. And then he came out and finally, like, did a race with the Beast. And he'd done some of the, like, warrior dashes and stuff like that. And he's like, I can't do a Spartan. There's no way I can do a Spartan. I can't do one. I'm like, here, here's a free race. Come do one with me and then tell me after that that you can't do it. So, um, so yeah, this year he signed up for his trifecta. So, because <laughs> he it came out. This, it is. He came out and did a sprint with me in Seattle last year. And now, yeah, he signed up for his trifecta, and he's the one that's, like, signed me up and convinced me that I'm doing all these these half marathons or full marathons. So, like, the one in June, he's just like, hey, we're going to do this marathon. I'm like, yeah, I'll sign up for that later. And he's like, okay, cool. And then he sends me all of a sudden I get an email that says, hey, you're signed up for this race. And I'm like, I'm what? <laughs> so, that's a good friend like, yeah, right I know. there. He's like, I know you said you'd do it later, but I just helped you out. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> so I guess there's no backing out now. <laughs> no, but you know that's, that's what I think people about. are. I, yeah, I think people are kind of afraid to do Spartan races because I don't know. One, they think I'm like this super insane person that can do all these obstacles, which I'm not. But you just got to do it and have fun with it. But the, yeah. I, I have a feeling that they think if they do it, they're gonna like it too much and get too addicted to it. So I think that's better. Yeah. Really holding out. <laughs> And I, I can see that. Because, yeah, they are, and it's it is it's addicting. But it's one of those things. A lot of times, if you can take the excuse out of it, and that's kind of like what you know my friend Don did to me. He took my excuse out of it. He's like, here, I'm going to sign you up for this. So now, what's your excuse? And I'm like, I guess I really don't have one now. So because it's too late, you've already signed me up. Yeah. But uh, yep. and that's just it. Once people are already, if you're signed up for it, you have no excuse, and you got to do it anyway. So. And it's, you know, that's just kind of how it is, you know, and I think that's part of it too with like races. I've had a lot of family members and friends that are like, I want to do a race, but they're so expensive. And I'm like, you know, I earn a bunch of free ones and here you go. 
why don't you take a free one, you try it out, you know, pay me back later, however you want. And then they're like, um, uh, okay. And I'm like, okay, what's your next excuse? <laughs> you got another one? Or, yeah, the or beautiful we just thing called it? volunteering. I learned, learned about that yep. and it's, I mean, changed my life. <laughs> And that's me. I mean, I have paid, I literally, the only Spartan races I've ever paid for was the uh, Hawaii two years ago. I think, yeah, it was two years ago. I paid for Hawaii because the volunteer credits that I had didn't work for Hawaii. Now they do, but at that point they didn't, the ones that I had didn't. So I had to pay for it. But other than that, I have never, those are the only races I've ever paid for doing Spartan. Every other one I've volunteered for. So... Yeah, yeah volunteering is a good use of your time, and it's always nice to give back. Yep, and that's like uh, tomorrow I'm volunteering for the, uh, oh, what is it, the, 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 the tunnel, the tunnel of the viaducts, so I can do that on Saturday with my, my son, so that's going to be a fun one. So I think the, everybody the in this area will be at that race. <laughs> I haven't talked to anybody about, who's not registered yet. <laughs> It's it's the last time you get a run on the viaduct ever, and the mm -hmm. first time you get a run in the tunnel. So I mean, it's like you get both in the same race. So I'm like, why why wouldn't you sign up? So yeah, we got a there's a lot of us doing that one. So oh, it's yeah. gonna be a it's fun one. It's gonna be a huge huge outcome. Um, I was telling people that they should with the medals, they should have just like when they tore down the the viaduct, taken little pieces and made those the medals. That way you have a little that piece of history cool. as your accomplishment. <laughs> Or find that a piece and cool. glue it onto the back of the metal. Yeah, that would have been cool. So, but I think it's gonna be cool to go down in the tunnel and see what it looks like. I mean, I'll probably end up driving it the next week, but whatever. <laughs> At least I get to run in it first. So everything's more fun can, when you get to like be on foot in places you're not supposed to be on foot. <laughs> exactly, and I mean, I because of my job, I end up doing that quite often. Actually, I've been down in the the Sound Transit tunnels, and you know up in the U district and stuff like that for the new train. I got to, I've been in the, the pontoons of the I-90 bridge. So I get to do all sorts of weird stuff, but I have not been able to go in that tunnel yet. So this will be fun. So. Oh yeah. yeah. Super cool. You get to see things from a different perspective. Yes, you do. That's why I would like right to have chocolate run running through the battery street tunnel. It's weird to be in there. Yeah. Not in the car. I did that once. I've only been able to do that one time. And that was in, God, years ago when they, on the uh, torchlight run, it ended just on the other side of the battery street tunnel and you ended by going up the viaduct and through the battery street tunnel. So, but that was a long time ago. Right, cool. So. They find ways to make yeah, it fun. They just have to do it at 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that is the bad part. So, yeah. but you know, hey, it's an experience you only get to do once. I mean, I'm sure we'll be able to run in the tunnel at a later date, but we'll never be able to do where we can do them both again. Because, yeah. so, yeah, it's our one time we're going to do both the same race. That's going to be awesome. I'm excited for that one. I signed up real early. Yeah, I actually, and this is how, how horrible, what a metal whore I am, but uh, I told Roadrunner that I'd volunteer for uh, the packet pickup, and then I asked him, I'm like, do we still get the medals? And they're like, well, we don't know for sure. We haven't gotten an answer on that. And I'm like, oh, cool. So I went and signed up for the race and paid for it because I <laughs> wanted to take a medal. And then I talked to him, you know, but I don't, I told him I volunteer, so I'm going to still volunteer. And then I talked to 
Dexter, who who in charge of all that, and he's like, oh yeah, we got 150 medals for the volunteers, and I'm like, cool. Oh, so please. I paid for it for nothing, but <laughs> but it basically it ends up I get a free race so that I give to my I'm, that's how my son's gonna race and he get the medal. So he's excited about that. So so yeah, it, I won a race, but I was already registered, so I I raffled and gave that one away. But uh, Dexter's great. He like hooks hooks it up for people and knows how to how to treat the people that help him. He does. I, I, I've known Dexter because I'm part of the Spartan Street team, and we used to do um, the Roadrunner Adventure Runs, and Dexter was the one that ran all those for the last year or two that I did them. And so I've I've known Dexter for a while, and Dexter's a great guy. So, yeah. And it's going to be a fun run. I can't wait together. to do that one. Oh, it's going to be great. I'm excited. And there will be yeah. so many beasts there along with the rest of the world, but I know oh, it's yeah. going to have a really big turnout. It's gonna be a lot of beast, and the bad part is, is my my best friend Don has been holding me accountable and making me every Saturday morning he comes and shows up at my house, and we makes me go for a walk. And usually, if I walk, I'm talking the short ones are five miles. So, <laughs> um, what a good friend. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, so we're we're doing that the the tunnel the the viaduct run, so we don't have to do it that Saturday. He's like, oh no, I'll be there on Sunday. Like oh okay, I'm like thanks. You suck, but yeah. He's like nope, we can't do it Saturday because we're doing that. So I'll be there on Sunday. I'm like okay, cool. So we're gonna do the the 10k and then the next day go walk for ever, which is fine. It's great. I need the I needed somebody to to hold me accountable because I've been holding myself accountable. So it's good. But that's exactly yeah, how I am. I like buddy systems. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I've gotten really bad at holding myself accountable, so it's good that he he's doing it for me. So yeah. Right on. Who so, need to sound like that? Yeah, it is. So we're almost to the hour <laughs> mark. Um so we probably should be wrapping this up. But do you have anything you want to say to the listeners in closing? I know we've kind of ran the gambit of everything here, but is there anything that you you would want to say to them and tell them and any advice? Literally everything. Um, don't sell yourself short. I'm sure everybody in here has done a race or if they're planning on it, you can do it. But, I mean, if, if anybody is around the area and wants to train or get together, I know if, you, if you're if you in the northern area, um, Jeannie Neiman puts on some stellar workouts. And um, I've heard if you want to get, yeah, it's in the Everett area, and she kicks your ass, but it's in a really good way. Um, so I've missed a few of those, but it's nice to just get everybody together. And I think she does them on a weekly basis, but just continue to push yourself and I will be doing the same. And I'm just really excited to meet a whole slew of new people in the area this year and new beasts on the team, as well as the whole travel idea. So if anybody else is thinking of traveling or wants to partner up, cause right now I have, we're going to Arizona in two weeks. Um, and we have a house full of beasts for that and then partnered up with John to stay somewhere in Montana. But I'm I'm ready to explore and get more people hooked up on this this awesome race. And everything oh, else yeah. going along with it. There's so many races in the area and I guarantee you that I'm signed up for every single one of them. So buddy systems, <laughs> running partners, just meet new people. I'm I, I love this this industry. Yeah, it is awesome. And I mean, that's one thing where we're lucky where we've got the beasts and kind of, you know, ran to that. So, I mean, it, 
it opens up a lot of doors to help, you know, the buddy system and everything else. And, you know, like I said, Montana, every year I always stay with Brandon and all them and what we call the beach barracks. But it's, there's usually about four or five different groups of beasts because we get so many people that go to Montana. Because that's kind of like, it sounds bad because Seattle should be our home race, but really most of us consider Montana <laughs> like where we started. Um, so usually I think we end up with over 100 people every year in Montana. And, yeah, there's usually like three or four houses that you can pick from to to find a place to stay. So if you're going to Montana and you need, you want a place, you know, say, hey, I need a place and whatever, I'm sure we can find somebody, anyone listening, you know, yeah, for you to stay with. Yeah, that's so, so awesome. I don't even know how I got involved with this group. I look back and I'm just like, ah, yeah, just kind of found somebody and it might have even been Landy or something, but um, I never have regretted any part of it. And I like to be involved with things and try to meet new people and give advice. Not that I, you know, take my own advice half the time, but it's, yeah, it's yeah, a great, one of that one. it's been a great thing. And ever since I did my first race, uh, I guess two and a half years ago, I'm hooked. So sorry, y'all. You'll be seeing a lot of me this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's how most of them get started. I know, I know so many people that I don't know it, but I'll be talking to them and they're like, you know, they'll, they'll tell me, they're like, you're the one that got me hooked on this. And I'm like, how did I do it? And they're like, oh, I went to one of the, the Roadrunner Adventure Runs when, you know, and you were st- giving out talking about Spartan and all that. And I thought it was a great idea and signed up because you told me to. And I'm like, I did what? Why would you listen to me? <laughs> but it, it, it's interesting. And then you just kind of find different people that, and usually it's like some beast, they did a race or were somewhere and some beast started talking to them. And the next thing you know, know they're, they're a member. And it's, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's a great group. I'm so glad that that I got lucky enough, you know, years ago to, to run into the right people and become part of this group. So they're amazing. Yeah, I concur. So, and I can't wait to, to meet you, uh, formally meet you at one of these races and, and yeah, it'll be a blast. I can't wait so. either. I'll start bugging you every time I see you. <laughs> oh yeah, that's fine. I'm not hard to miss. Look for the guy, you know, the big guy with the long hair. So that's why they call me Pretty Mike. So The one always <laughs> posing. I love it. Oh, yeah. And what's really bad is most <laughs> of the time when they catch me in those poses, I'm not trying to pose. I just happen to be like, you know, for whatever reason in that spot. And it's just, I'm like, I don't get it. So now I feel like I have to start posing just so I can get more pictures. So... <laughs> <laughs> It works out, especially when somebody can find, like, the exact replica doing, like, a meme of it yep. or something. It's perfect. Yeah. I can't remember. I think it was Landy. I think Landy. Was it Landy? I can't remember who did the first one with, like, me doing the, like, the supermodel pose in the water at, like, yeah, Seattle. Yeah, this guy pose. I, they, I think it might have been. And she, it when so she good. said it to me, she was so apologetic, and I'm like, that <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know why you're apologizing. That's the coolest thing I've ever seen. So, yeah. So we've started a thing here. We they, they, we have so, and I am all for it. I think it's great. So I there's no way I would ever be offended by that. But it was just funny. I'm just like I I'm not sure why you're apologizing. This is amazing. <laughs> it was it was it was gold. I'm glad it got shared. Yeah, perfect. All right. Well, it's been great talking to you. Um, I can't wait to talk to you some more. You know, at races and everything else. So. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for having me on today. It was a fun experience. 
Oh, anytime. I, I this this was a blast. I always love talking to people and everything like that on the on here. So it was awesome. And I like to talk. So anytime. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Bye. Have a good day. Bye. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast brought to you by Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at BeastOCR.com.